Chapter 5 Moments We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and His might, and the wonders that He has done. Psalm 78, verse 4 As we sow, we reap. Let us expect our children to know the Lord. Let us, from the beginning, mingle the name of Jesus with their ABC. Charles Spurgeon Though learning be found in schools, godliness is often received from the education of careful parents. Richard Baxter God gives to fallible parents this little boy or girl, who will certainly prove to be far from perfect, to love and train and teach, to bring up, in the nurture and admonition, the training and instruction of the Lord. It's a serious assignment. There is no higher calling. Elizabeth Elliot Masters of families, who preside in the other affairs of the house, must go before their households in the things of God. As such, they must keep up family doctrine, family worship, and family discipline. Then is there a church in the house, and this is the family religion I am persuading you to. Matthew Henry The moment when I am most repelled by a child's behavior, that is my sign to draw the very closest to that child. Anne Voskamp Love is holy because it is like grace. The worthiness of its object is never really what matters. Marilyn Robinson Family Discipleship Moments Capturing and leveraging opportunities in the course of everyday life for the purpose of gospel-centered conversations. Every breath and every moment you get in this life is a sweet gift. You've gotten a lot of them so far, though not one was promised to you. Many of us take most of our parenting days for granted. Consider that every moment you get with your kids is one less than you will ever have again. Every minute you are together is a unique and special opportunity you will never get back. Moments in time are precious, and they are non-renewable, which is why we treasure them. We get one shot for making the most of right now, and while there may be plenty of try-agains, there are no do-overs. You cannot do today's family discipleship tomorrow. Family discipleship moments are about being prepared to take advantage of opportunities to communicate God's truth in whatever circumstances might come your way. Unlike family discipleship time, moments do not happen through prearranged appointments. They are less predictable, but just as important. Since they are often impromptu, an opportunity for a family discipleship moment could come at any time. It could look like praying over a passing ambulance, stopping to smell and appreciate some flowers as part of God's good design, or pointing out someone's kind service to others as an example of what it looks like to follow Christ. You encounter myriad opportunities throughout your everyday life that you can use to communicate the goodness of God and what it looks like to follow Him. There are great opportunities for discipleship in moments of discipline as well as moments of congratulations. A moment might be used to correct, to inform, or to encourage. Since your life can be unpredictable, we don't want you to be unprepared. The end of this chapter offers a long list of options and ideas for how you might use prepared language to your advantage in various situations as you leverage moments for the gospel. 
though we hope many family discipleship moments will lead to some deeper theological conversations, it usually doesn't take much to take advantage of a situation to communicate something true about God to your family. In a moment of disobedience, you remind your child of what God has commanded and the forgiveness He freely offers. When your family is facing difficulty and confusion, you declare that God is always in charge and your hope is set on Him. Spontaneous, small, and simple conversations can remind your family of the truth of God without launching into a three-point sermon. You simply point out what God is doing and remind each other what God has done, a testament to how the gospel applies to every moment of your lives. You use your circumstances, as they unfold, to teach your family about the Lord and about themselves. Your family has endless opportunities for family discipleship moments because, wherever you are, you are always in the presence of God. God is everywhere, so family discipleship can happen anywhere. It often takes a high degree of readiness, vigilance, and a willingness to pause to take note of the evidence of God and applications of the gospel nearby. You will often fail to notice God even though He is all around you at all times. Even though He is intimately involved in all the insignificant details of your reality, even though His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. Romans chapter 1 verse 20 Even though you are His workmanship created in His image, you habitually overlook the presence of God. Your body that goes with you everywhere, your eyes and ears, your beating heart and breathing lungs, your intellect and imagination can all declare His divinity. Testifying to God is not only appropriate everywhere, but also in every circumstance, in sunsets and storms, in celebration and sorrow, in the routine day, as well as the extraordinary event. All of us are naturally skilled at ignoring and forgetting the constant work and closeness of God, so do what it takes to habitually be on the lookout for a good chance to bear witness. The Almighty God is perpetually keeping you company. It does not require considerable effort to point out His presence, will, and work around you. A discipleship moment can come and go in an instant, but don't let that make you underestimate its power. A single remark can change the trajectory of a person's life. In some ways, this can be a little intimidating, but think of the awesome opportunity you have to be used as a gospel catalyst, a tiny spark of truth that ignites faith in your family. God can use one seemingly insignificant moment or ordinary conversation to create a cascading legacy, a chain reaction passing from generation to generation all started by planting a solitary seed of truth into your child's life today. Pray your child's heart will be good soil for the seeds of the gospel. Pray your kids will be the ones who hear the word and understand it. May they bear fruit and yield, and in some cases exponentially so, multiplying what they've received a hundred times over. Matthew chapter 13 verse 23 Pour your effort into planting and cultivating truth through your family's conversations. In other words, imagine how the Lord might use your seemingly small faithfulness in conversations today to bless your children as well as your children's children for a lifetime.
Inside every single tiny redwood seed is the potential for a new forest of giants. Not every moment has to be profound. Moments can be simple. You occasionally stop, look, listen, and encourage. This is how you pursue your children's hearts and not just address their behavior. This is how you can express genuine concern and love. First, stop everything else you are doing or are distracted by and be fully present. Then look them in the eye. Listen to what they are feeling and not just what they are telling you and encourage them with sincere words of genuine empathy and affirmation. It's not complicated, but it is deeply meaningful. Since you cannot be sure when you will get the opportunity to speak life and love into your children, be committed to being available. When your children need a moment with you, you will want them to feel confident that your relationship with them makes you a safe person to approach as well as a safe person to be approached by. If they think every time you want to talk to them one-on-one -on -one it means they are in trouble, then they won't feel like they can initiate a conversation with you or feel secure hearing directly from you. Make it a habit to have regular one-on-one -on -one interaction built around encouragement and checking in. Find ways to use one-on-one -on -one moments to show that you care. If you want to be an effective disciple-maker, you have to be an effective relationship-builder. In our homes Just like in your house, every kid in the Chandler home is different. What gets one excited makes another one roll his eyes. We are dealing with different souls that are bent in different ways, have different iniquities, and face different hurdles. Each one sees the world differently. There are thousands of variables and little moments that go into making each kid the way he or she is. Our hope is to take advantage of as many of those tiny moments for the gospel as we can. I think the Chandlers are good at spontaneity and celebration and crediting God with what is good in life. But some of the most significant family discipleship moments for our family have come when my kids have come to me meekly or hurting and confessing sin, and I didn't freak out. I want my children to know they can safely come to me with hard things, even if they think I will be disappointed. I want to extend grace whenever and wherever I can, and in that teach them about the mercies and love of God. Forgiveness can make a potentially scary parent-child moment spiritually significant. In the Griffin House, we use many simple, repeatable, and memorable family discipleship phrases to leverage opportunities for gospel conversations. For example, with three young boys, we have a multitude of opportunities to address fighting. We have instilled in our boys that the only time it ever might be okay to push or punch is if it is necessary to protect someone. We teach them that God makes you strong to serve those who need strength. Our boys know it well enough now that all I need to do is ask, When is the only time it is okay to push or punch? When they respond, To protect, we talk through whether that was the intention of their fighting. More common than addressing aggression in our home, is addressing fear. It is not uncommon for one of our young sons to have a nightmare or get spooked about something. We will often say to him individually or to all of them together, Buddy, if God has got you, who can get you? And they respond, Nobody. Then I say, And if God is for you, who can be against you? And once again the answer is, 
nobody. Lastly, I say, and who can separate you from the love of God? They say, nobody. And then I commend them for knowing these truths and remind them what they mean before we pray against succumbing to our irrational fears. The Two Key Components of Moments There are two key components to family discipleship moments. All of our spontaneous gospel interactions are attempts to communicate and teach these two things, the characteristics of God and godly character. Characteristics of God To know God. Who is God? What has He done? What is He doing? What is He like? Godly character to grow in godliness. Who am I? Who has God called me to be? What has He asked of me? How can I become more like Him? Moments teach the characteristics of God. You have the divine task of teaching your kids who God is and what He is like, taking advantage of spontaneous chances to either point out or verbalize your trust in who God is are prime educational opportunities. It is one thing to teach about God's faithfulness in an evening lecture around the dining room table. It is quite another to espouse that He will always do what He says He will in a moment when you are feeling forgotten or afraid and reading that He will not leave you or forsake you, Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6, or that He will truly give you rest and that His yoke is easy and His burden is light, Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30, in a moment when you are feeling overwhelmed by the weight of your responsibilities. Your children's instincts and desires will often tell them to act in a way that departs from the path of God. Those are moments to remind them that God is wise, that He knows what is best. When your children are facing pronounced difficulty and can't understand why God would let this happen, you will be ready to remind them that God is always in charge that no one wrestled control away from God, that God is always good, and that their circumstances are not cruelty from God, nor are they beyond His reach to intervene. When your child struggles with prayer, you'll be quick to emphasize that God wants to talk with us. These heartfelt and profound truths sprinkled throughout your family's interactions are a simple yet significant part of leading your family spiritually. It is a great comfort to a child to know who God is and what He is like. If the goal of our discipleship is trust in Christ, then any moment we can use to tell them about Jesus and His trustworthiness is a step in the right direction. Remind your children of what God has done in the past and what you see Him doing in their lives now, as well as what you hope He'll do in the future. God is a personal God and you have the chance to continually reintroduce your family to Him while praising Him for who He is and what He's done. The ultimate example of what God has done for your family is found in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. A thorough and clear understanding of the gospel will greatly benefit your family discipleship moments. It will bless your kids to know that everyone needs Jesus, that Jesus came to save sinners, and that He is merciful. God does not give His children the punishment they deserve. Lead with a gospel perspective that reminds your family of the grace and forgiveness of Christ, as well as our daily battle to joyfully walk in obedience to our loving Heavenly Father. Teach them all the praiseworthy attributes of God, 
because you desire to see them praising God with their whole being. Moments teach godly character. Your job is to train up a child in the way he should go. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. This requires frequent course setting and course correction. Your children's character will tell you a lot about where their heart is with the Lord. Even a child makes himself known by his acts, by whether his conduct is pure and upright. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 11. Being both an encourager who fans into flame the godly characteristics you want to see, and a disciplinarian who addresses the missteps is essential work for you as a Christian parent. You will find your family both forgiving and affirming one another as saints, sometimes in the same moment. Family discipleship moments are prime opportunities to point out ways to walk in godly character. One of the best ways to disciple your kids in godly character is to seek ways to encourage your children when they demonstrate various fruits of the Spirit. Look for a chance to spontaneously point out and celebrate your child's joy, delighting in things that honor God. When things get difficult, say a quick prayer together for peace, a calm confidence in God's goodness and power. You'll never run out of chances to talk about patience, being slow to anger, waiting kindly and quietly. Of course, everyone's character is flawed. That is why it is essential that you address sin in your child's life through gospel-centered family discipleship moments. You will frequently be presented with opportunities to teach your kids about both the seriousness of sin and God's generosity with grace. You want to encourage freedom from obedience to our sinful thoughts and emotions and to call your children to walk in grace-driven integrity. But because we all sin, we must have regular moments of repentance. You will foster merciful and loving conversations for your children to confess their sin and turn away from it to follow Jesus as you extend forgiveness, releasing them from their wrong. You will also lovingly institute appropriate consequences as well as point them back toward holiness and accountability. You will remind them often that God's love does not ebb and flow with their behavior, and neither does yours, but because He loves His people, He has called them to a better way to live. This will be a well-practiced routine in any Christian household. Leveraging moments to disciple your children will often involve the direct use of God's Word applied to your situation. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 You will hear a list of ways to use Scripture and family discipleship moments at the end of this chapter. It is important here to acknowledge the common and often subtle temptation to abuse the Bible to suit your own needs and desires in behavior modification. It is easy to slip into a habit of applying what God has said in order to manipulate the circumstances so you can get what you want. Family discipleship is not about using Scripture as a means to get your own way. A disciple is not a marionette, a bridled child whose strings you pull when and where you wish. Your child is an apprentice invited to learn and practice under the loving guidance of a caretaker. Parenting is about godly concern for the benefit of children in the name of Christ, not worldly coercion for your own selfish sake. 
We use God's Word because it is perfect. It will never pass away, so it will be there for your child long after you are not. Scripture is a gift of wisdom from the Lord, something children are in desperate daily need of. Remember, much of family discipleship is modeling. In every situation, your kids will be looking to you to be the living example of God's truth. That includes how you use God's Word. Jesus Discipled in Moments Jesus frequently captured and leveraged discipleship moments. His lessons often involved pointing out something theological about the situation he and his disciples found themselves in. Here are three examples from Luke of Jesus demonstrating situational discipleship. In Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, Christ pointed out to his disciples a widow who dropped two copper coins into the offering box. Christ uses this opportunity to teach his disciples about kingdom economics. Though she didn't give as large an amount as the wealthy, she gave all she had to the offering box out of heartfelt devotion to God. Heart devotion is what God wants, not lavish offerings to impress our neighbors. In Luke chapter 13 verses 1 through 5, a group of people ask Jesus about a recent event in order to get his theological perspective. He uses another current event, a tower falling on some people, to call everyone to repentance and away from superstition about why bad things happen. In Luke chapter 11 verse 37 through chapter 12 verse 3, Christ takes advantage of an opportunity to confront sin where and when he sees it, something every parent needs to be ready to do with Christ-like exactitude and gentleness. In Luke chapter 18 verses 18 through 27, Jesus responds to a rich young ruler's questions by encouraging him to sell all he has. He uses the moment to turn to his disciples and teach them about how God can overcome all of our impediments to faith, including our earthly wealth and security. Jesus also regularly demonstrated the usefulness of knowing Scripture in addressing theological questions and guiding those who need guidance. In admonishing the Pharisees about creating their own laws instead of following God's, Jesus quotes the fifth commandment and points out where they've strayed from what God intended in His Word. God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If anyone tells his father or his mother, What you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. Matthew chapter 15, verses 4 through 6. The Bible contains many more examples of Jesus teaching his followers about God and how to be godly by using both the circumstances around him and Scripture as he did so. You, likewise, can lean on the Word of God in conversations as you lead your family. Developing Family Discipleship Language a great way to be prepared for family discipleship moments in your household is to have a unified, pre-crafted language. Deciding on family language, values, and goals with your spouse or close community will help you to be on the same page when opportunities arise, and it will assist in maintaining a level of consistency, regardless of who is having the conversation with your children. We've provided some language that may assist you in capturing your family discipleship moments. You might consider implementing the following list in conversations in your home 
as you talk about God and what it means to be godly. These short phrases can be used to answer many of life's questions and can be applied to a multitude of circumstances. Imagine getting on your children's level, looking them in the eyes, and speaking these truths in a loving manner. Take note of the words or scriptures that you would like to start consistently using in your home as you recognize and capture family discipleship moments. 5. Foundational Truths The Village Church Next-Gen Ministry holds to the following foundational truths. 1. Jesus came to save sinners. 2. God is good. 3. God is in charge of everything. 4. God wants to talk with us. 5. God made everything. 10. Foundational Truths Similar to TVC's Five Foundational Truths, Eastside Community Church uses these Ten Foundational Truths consistently across its statement of faith, adult teaching ministry, and kids' ministry. 1. God's Word is True. 2. God is Triune. 3. God is Always Good. 4. God is Always in Charge. 5. God made everyone and everything. 6. God loves people. 7. Everyone needs Jesus. 8. Jesus saves His people. 9. God hears His people. 10. God's people follow Jesus. Characteristics or Attributes of God 1. Wise. God knows what is best. 2. Generous. God gives what is best. 3. Loving. God does what is best. 4. Good. God is what is best. 5. Unchanging. God was, is, and always will be the same. 6. Creator. God made everyone and everything. 7. Just. God is right to punish sin. 8. Faithful. God always does what He says He will do. 9. Provider. God meets the needs of His children. 10. Merciful. God does not give His children the punishment they deserve. 11. Attentive. God hears and responds to the prayers of His children. 12. Almighty. Nothing is too hard for God. 13. Compassionate. God sees, cares, and acts when His children are in need. 14. Worthy. Only God deserves all glory. 15. Deliverer. God rescues His children. Godly Character 1. Patience. Being slow to anger, waiting kindly and quietly. 2. Joy. Delighting in things that honor God. 3. Peace. A calm confidence in God's goodness and power. 4. Love. A caring commitment to God and others over yourself. 5. Goodness. Doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason. 6. Kindness. Being generous with your possessions, your words, and your actions. 7. Gentleness. Expressing compassion in words and actions. 8. Self-control. Freedom from obedience to our sinful thoughts and emotions. Christian Vocabulary and Phrases 1. Repentance 
to confess your sin and turn away from it to follow Jesus. 2. Glorify, to show, honor, and enjoy God as most valuable. 3. Pride, to show, honor, and enjoy yourself as most valuable. 4. Authority, the right to be in charge. 5. Compassion, to see, care, and act when others are in need. 6. Worship, the right response to the goodness of God. 7. Daily bread, everything we need to gladly glorify the Father. 8. Forgiveness, to release someone from their wrong. 9. Disciple, a friend and follower of Jesus. 10. Confession, telling the truth about your sin. 11. Grace, God freely gives His children what they don't deserve. 12. Gospel, the good news of God's plan to rescue the world from the problem of sin through Jesus Christ. 13. God's children, those who love and trust Jesus. 14. God adopts into His family those who love and trust Jesus. 15. The kingdom of heaven, where Jesus is honored as the highest and best king. 16. Heaven is good because God is there. 17. The Bible. God's true word. It is from God and about God. 18. Jesus. When we look at Jesus, we see what God is like, because Jesus is God. 19. Prayer. We pray to the Father because of the Son with the help of the Holy Spirit. Here are five types of prayer. Praise and Adoration telling God how great He is. Thanksgiving, thanking God for what He does and gives. Confession, telling the truth about your sin. Request, asking God to do or give something. Intercession, asking God for something on someone else's behalf. 20. There are two ways we can know what is true. We can know with our minds, understanding. We can know with our hearts, belief. 21. Sin. It's more than just the bad things we think, feel, do, and say. It's why we do them. Our hearts are sick with sin. 22. Sinful nature. All people are slaves of sin. We both choose to sin and have no choice but to sin. 23. Forgiveness. God forgives fully, freely, and forever. Fully. All of your sin is forgiven and it is forgiven in full. All my sin, all the way. Freely. Forgiveness is a gift, not something you can earn or deserve. Forever. God's forgiveness is lasting. He does not change His mind or take back His forgiveness. Examples in Scripture you might consider using the following scriptures in various circumstances as you capture moments in the life of your household for the sake of the gospel. One Another Verses Many scriptures speak about how we interact with one another. These can be very useful in family discipleship moments. Just as Jesus has loved you, you also are to love one another. John chapter 13 verse 34 Outdo one another in showing honor. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. Romans chapter 15, verse 7. 
for you were called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Galatians chapter 5 verse 26. If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. Colossians chapter 3 verse 9. Therefore encourage one another and build one another up. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 15. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24. Do not speak evil against one another. James chapter 4 verse 11. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 9. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. 1 John chapter 4 verse 7. Diligence, Work Ethic And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Colossians chapter 3 verses 23 and 24. Sadness. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Psalm 119 verse 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4. Gladness. But the righteous shall be glad, they shall exult before God, they shall be jubilant with joy. Psalm 68 verse 3. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Luke chapter 10 verse 20. Anger. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. Psalm 37, verse 8. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. Complaining. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Fear, courage. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. 
Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 56 verse 3 Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6 Encouragement But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 Forgiveness Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Luke chapter 17 verse 3 if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 Humility, Servanthood Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11 Hardship, Suffering The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in Him. Nahum chapter 1, verse 7 I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John chapter 16 verse 33 So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 Anxiety, Insecurity I have set the Lord always before me, because He is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. Psalm 16, verses 8 and 9 Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Matthew chapter 6 verses 33 and 34 Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 6 and 7 Honesty, Integrity Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 9 Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are His delight. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 22 Let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. James chapter 5 verse 12 kindness. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them, 
Luke chapter 6 verse 31. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 15. Temptation. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 and 11. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith. 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8 and 9. Identity. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. He predestined us for adoption as sons to himself through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. The Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20 verses 3 through 17. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. Conclusion Family discipleship moments are capturing and leveraging opportunities in the course of everyday life for the purpose of gospel-centered conversations. As a parent, seeking to disciple as Jesus discipled means being attentive and alert, looking for opportunities to train your children by applying biblical truth to your present circumstances. Memorizing God's Word can make you a more effective disciple-maker and help you leverage family discipleship moments for the sake of gospel conversation. Questions 1. Can you think of an unplanned event or conversation that has had a profound impact on your life? What was it? 2. Make a list of the goals you have in the discipleship of your family. Think about what you want your children to know and what you want to see formed in them. 3. How are your everyday interactions with each other working toward those goals? If they aren't currently, how can they? 4. Can you think of a time you had an unplanned conversation about spiritual matters with your family? How did it go? What could have made it better? 5. What is your practice of confession and repentance like in your home? Making a mistake and asking forgiveness can be a great family discipleship moment for parents as well as kids. 
How can your family grow in the way you practice repentance? 6. Are there pervasive idols or ungodly habits in the life of your household that could be addressed with kind words in a family discipleship moment? 7. If you have more than one child, how are your children different? How does that impact what you are trying to do in discipling each of them? Listen again to the language examples earlier in this chapter and then consider the following questions. 8. What are the attributes of God you'd like your kids to be well aware of? What kinds of circumstances might you be able to leverage to communicate those attributes? What will you say? 9. What are character traits and fruits of the Spirit you'd like to see your kids exemplify? What common situations might be opportunities to foster those traits? What will you say? 10. What words or phrases stuck out to you as you listened through the list? How might you use them in speaking to your family? 11. What will you say to create a family discipleship moment in the following circumstances? Think about scriptures you might use as well as phrases you might apply consistently. A. When your child is angry. B. When your child is sad. C. When you have something to celebrate. D. When you see something upsetting. E. When your child is scared. F. When you messed up and want to apologize. G. When you see something beautiful. H. When you see sinful pride in your child. I. When your kids are having trouble getting along. J. When your child overcomes a fear.